Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is sponsored by Zengo. This is the Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the metaverse, Web3, and more with stories that matter to the crypto world, all on the hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? It's the hash. You're watching us on Coindesk TV. Maybe you're listening to us on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We like it both ways here. So thanks for being here. I'm Zach. That's Adam. Jen's here. Will. We're doing lightning round today, guys, so buckle up. <laughs> it's happening, and it's happening fast. Adam, first story of the day. Go, sir. Yeah, so we start things off today with a look at inflation, which I'll just summarize as worse than expected, terrible for the party in power as we move towards the midterm elections, <laughs> and a signal of what I think is a lot more pain to come. Energy was the one bright spot, which isn't likely to last for reasons that I won't get into right now. While service prices, food, and shelter are at levels that are best described as crazy high, with several numbers in particular related to housing and rent inflation now at all-time levels going back to the start of when they kept records. But enough for me. Here are some hot takes from analysts at big financial companies in response to the news. Mohamed El-Aryan had this to say, quote, once again, hotter than expected U.S. inflation numbers for both the core and headline measures, and therefore bad news for the Federal Reserve and markets, and more importantly, the economy, and especially the most vulnerable segments in society. And I'll skip the other ones because we're in a rush here. And I'll just uh, quote <laughs> Seth Carpenter, chief global economist at Morgan Stanley, who said, quote, this was clearly a shock for markets. If ever there's a time for people who do economic forecasting to be humbled, this is it. And quote, Will, do you think that there is any other light to read these numbers in today? Nope. Only depression is the way to read these numbers. 40 year high. Once again, we've been reading that for, I think, a year now. 40 year high, 40 year mm -hmm. high, 40 year high. Let's look at the numbers itself. So 8.2% year over year, an increase by 0.4% month over month. Forecast was 8.1% year over year and increase of 0.2% month over month. So not great numbers. To me, it's always hilarious. They do like these little forecasts and they're like, can it be that bad, guys? And then it's always a little bit worse than they're expecting. I don't even know why they do a forecast at this point. What I am interested in knowing about is once we get past like this year long period, and when we're having like inflation numbers year over year where it's been over 10% or been over 8% for a year, it's just going to go back to like, oh, inflation's not that bad. Year over year, it's only up like 0.01%. That's how numbers work. So we'll see what happens there. Zach, I'll kick it up to you. I just want to talk about the really little dollar that was in the photo attached to this story. That is such a <laughs> cute little dollar. Oh my goodness. And you know, the context here is we're talking about the Bitcoin. Remember, Bitcoin is an inflation hedge. Bitcoin is not doing that. It's not there yet. It's not working that way. 
and all-time high inflation, or not all-time high, but high inflation in the last four decades, it's proving that even in that environment, Bitcoin isn't doing the anti-inflation thing. People aren't parking their, 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 their wealth there in a way that's meaningful. We see Bitcoin failing to crack 20,000. It's 18.9. It's not good at all. Anyway, that's not the good coin. at all. All right, let's change gears. I told you it was a lightning round. We're going to keep it snappy. Jen, let's go to CFPC. Some interesting stuff about DAOs. What do you got? Just want to take a quick second to say, Adam, I love that you interpreted lightning round as just tell the story super, super fast. That I think we should do that. <laughs> now every we're losing our show. time, Jen. Okay. I know. I know. I'm slowing us down. All right. <laughs> a federal judge ruled on Wednesday that crypto advocates could join Uki DAO's defense against the CFTC. LexPunk Army, which is a group of lawyers and software developers, and the DeFi Education Fund can now file amicus or friend of the court briefs. So the groups are arguing that the CFTC should identify and directly serve members of UkiDAO in a lawsuit that alleges they violated federal law. So you'll remember, instead, the CFTC served the DAO through a chatbot on the <laughs> website. Adam, I'm going to kick this off to you first. What do you make of the story? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick this to Will, who I think has a better take than I do. What do you think, Will? I don't know if I have a better take, but I'm just going to tell you guys that this is the only story that's keeping me going these days. Everything else is so depressing, but this is just utterly hilarious. I think I was gone the day that we first talked about this on the hash, but imagine being served in a Discord channel. Like, have you seen the things that have gone on inside a Discord channel? Like, it is just disgusting. There is things you don't ever want to see inside a Discord channel. And there's, of course... Plus some valuable information about price action, tokens, when token minting, when price go up, dev help. Like that's what was going on in the middle of it. The CFTC is like, you guys go, here's a little law action coming at you. So anytime I see this story, I'm just super happy that we get this narrative right now during a bear market. That's my only insights. Zach, kick it to you. I'll take it. I'll take it. So DeFi Education Fund, I believe, was funded through Uniswap governance initially and is sort of an emerging force in speaking up for the issues that are relevant to DeFi DGENs everywhere. So note that they're going to be involved here. I think there's kind of a rising star in the regulatory scene. So I'm keeping my eye on that one. But it's just like similar to what we've seen with you know Coinbase or big time venture capitalists in the space, sort of upping their efforts on the, on the regulatory and lobbying side. Now we have a bit of that same story, but a bit more DeFi flavor. So I think that this is uh, interesting to see this emerging class of thinkers and people in DC who are advocating for these issues as it relates to DAO management and new forms of, I don't know, decentralized organizational structures. So this one to me is interesting, and I'm curious to see if they ultimately move the needle in what could be a pretty interesting case with some pretty far-reaching ramifications. Jen, tossing it to you. Last word on this one. What do you think? I want to know how the moderators responded to the CFTC in the Discord channel when they, when they served this. I think it will be really interesting to see how the judge responds to these briefs when when they're filed because like who would have thought that this is going to happen i hope it doesn't continue to happen i also wonder what kind of course can be taken to start to try and identify some of these dow members i think it's going to be really interesting times ahead zengo crypto wallet is an on-chain crypto wallet with no private key vulnerability leveraging advanced cryptography called mpc which, until now, has only been available to multi-billion dollar institutions. Zengo is the most secure Web3 wallet and the best place to keep your digital currency, NFTs, and assets secure. It's also fully recoverable using the wallet's biometric recovery kit. 
Get started at zengo.com slash hash and use code hash to get $20 back on your first purchase of $200 or more. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web 3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap in wealth through Web3. Each week, we'll be learning from powerful women sharing their insights on topics like creating belonging and inclusivity in the digital spaces, the metaverse, building prosperous Web3 projects, investing in cryptocurrencies and building wealth. And we have how-tos from founders and builders who have been there and done that, healing sessions to give you the power to overcome imposter syndrome and everything you need to level up in your crypto journey. At the end of each podcast, stick around for some Zen with a relaxing meditation to center you after absorbing all the stories and the knowledge. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseur, this podcast is for you. Let's get it. Mods asleep, file lawsuit. That's the story with Uki Dao <laughs> right now. Let's go over to DeFi land, which hasn't been doing so great. According to new information from Chain Analysis, October was the worst month for hacks so far in 2022, with over 718 million stolen from various DeFi protocols. We have the ones we know about Solana, the Mango Market one the other day. We had the BNB hack earlier. And then this year has been awful as well. There's the Nomad. The I think there was one called like Rookie Dow or something like that that was hacked. Like there's a bunch of these things that are just going on, just popping off. And I have a prediction for everyone on the show. I think we're going to see more of this going to a bear market because token prices are like they're not terrible. Honestly, I thought they'd be worse. And so then you have a little volume with these hacks, and then people are getting bored. So all these people who are hacking these protocols previously during the bull market, they were focused on making money, not by hacking, but just by understanding how these protocols work. They were trading, they were building. Now all these people who are a little bored and have good technical skill sets, they're going to go hack every protocol they can and make a bunch of money. Adam, I'm going to throw it over to you, get your take on this story. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, like you're right, from a broad trend perspective, this will continue. I'm going to be uh, a little bit semantic for a second here and uh, talk about, again, the concept of hacking a DAO. Not really a thing for the most part. Again, like these tend to be weaknesses when it comes to the actual smart contracts that are written. This is something that we've seen going back to the very, very beginning of the world of DAOs with the DAO itself, which again, notoriously was attacked, compromised so badly that the leadership within the Ethereum class effectively created an entirely new chain to try and undo the losses that they had incurred at that early time. And again, this is kind of a continuation of trend. Smart contracts have a lot of promise to them. There's a lot of things that they will eventually do that are really amazing. And there's even some stuff that they're doing that's really positive today, but they remain largely untested. Uh, technological vehicles for large amounts of money. And we continue to see those those weaknesses effectively being exploited. So again, not a hack, a compromise. And the compromise is that we don't know how to do these things right yet. And this is kind of how we figure it out. But it's painful if you've got money in them in the short term. Zach? Pinata mode. I've been thinking about pinata. Adam, you're like, yeah, these are big pinatas. We were talking about bridges at the time, but I guess maybe all of DeFi, all of De- DeFi TVL is one big pinata. And yeah, hey, this may be basically. bad news for crypto investors. Great news for North Korea. A lot of good memes out there about North Korea <laughs> celebrating major crypto heists. So watch out over there. All right, we're changing gears. We're keeping it speedy. We're changing it to me. I'm taking it. Uniswap, 
We wow. talked about this a few weeks ago. Loose lips. They didn't sink ships. This came to pass. They were reported to be raising something north of 100 million. And here, indeed, we have the announcement that they raised 165 million, led by Polychain, to build out a bunch of different DeFi tools. So Uniswap Labs remains a key player in the DeFi space. Uniswap, the protocol, remains highly central to a lot of activity happening in DeFi right now. So it makes a ton of sense that they'd be valued significantly in this latest funding round. I'm going to toss it straight over to Will. Thoughts on Uniswap raising that money? Hayden Adams getting that bag once again. This is pretty cool to see. Uh, they've had two funding rounds in the past, a seed round from the Ethereum Foundation, pennies on the dollar for what a lot of people raise nowadays. And then they did a Series A, I think for like $9 million in 2020. So they're really making some money. And honestly, I think Uniswap could probably go get even more money. This is the biggest funding round I think we've seen since the bear market really set in. In the spring, we saw some very large funding rounds when we knew the bear market was coming. But this is, like, I think, the biggest one I've seen since, like, say, May or June. And on top of that, they're building some interesting products. They want to integrate NFTs, apparently, into a Uniswap platform. They also want to make their own wallet. Wallets, of course, you can make a lot of money. It's a revenue generation source, like MetaMask. Every time you swap, MetaMask gets a little cut of that. I think Uniswap wants to eat into that market. And that's good for the entire Ethereum ecosystem, right? You have more applications, more development, more devs can use this money. So it's a win-win. Stay winning, Hayden Adams. Adam, over to you. Yeah, just real quickly, I think, again, this is kind of a classic bear market investment cycle, right? We're seeing that investments are still being made, some at very large sizes, but people aren't necessarily investing into new things. I mean, that's happening a little bit, but mostly people are investing and doubling down on the projects that look like they are likely to survive. And that is, in fact, what we see here. It's worth noting that Uniswap started creating its core product, a decentralized exchange, at a time when nobody could really figure out how to make decentralized exchanges work. So they did become uh, kind of a market leader just as a result of that. With that said, uh, Jen, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think this is really cool. I mean, to see this big of a raise in the current market conditions is really awesome. And to see that they really seem like they're focusing on user experience is really cool, too. So they're focusing on the app, developer tools, NFTs. I think that that's a nice kind of look into the future. I think during the next bear market, we're going to see that mainstream audience that was introduced to crypto introduced to centralized exchanges during the last bear market, you know, venture into the to decentralization a little bit more, start testing out uh, what's going on in the land of decentralized exchanges, and, and they're getting ready for it. So I am looking forward to getting out of this bear market and seeing what this money does. Speed round completed. Speed round, speed close. Zach, exactly Adam, on time. Jen, Will, we're here. We're the hash. Thanks for watching. Bye. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.